I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Oh my gosh, the whole world's gone mad, I guess. Again, but we're still sane. We're going to give you some fun to end the week. We're nerding out like crazy today. We've got a lot of games and a couple TV shows. Well, maybe one TV show to review. By the way, Captain Influence got struck by lightning. He's alive, but unfortunately, he doesn't have super speed. But he's sane too, surprisingly. Mango's back. So we're going to have a very scintillating and intelligent conversation. Let's rock it. Captain, Captain. Hi, Brian. <laughs> Are you feeling kind of like electrified? Uh, I developed a stutter. No offense to any. No, no, no worries. No, 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 there, no, 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 no worries. Yeah. It's all it right. It was an interesting weekend I had. Well, don't worry. Last you're, weekend. you're here. And that matters. I'm here. I'm, yeah. okay. I'm okay. <laughs> Mango, welcome back. By the way, I do not endorse anyone getting hit by lightning because uh, more often than not, you likely will have your heart stopped before you develop a stutter. So whatever True. Captain Influence is going on right now, <laughs> that's uh, not not backed up by the literature. <laughs> See, I would expect someone who gets struck by lightning to actually just become dust or something because lightning's really, really, really hot. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Well, if yeah. anything, you actually like develop these lightning burns on your back or on oh, your extremities. Wow. Yeah. Is it like travel wow. through your body? Yeah, it's kind of cool. But if you do get struck by lightning, please go to the hospital, guys. And if you develop speed force, like super speed, please contact us first. Because I, I, awesome. I could just run right to you like in an instant. Yeah. Awesome. Oh. I know. You could actually run across this entire cavernous studio in like less than a microsecond or a millisecond or a nanosecond or a whatever. Whatever. <laughs> That's great. How well, many maybe. actual like superheroes have gotten their superpowers via lightning? I don't I'm, know. I'm very terrible. Well, no, the like. Flash, but I don't know anyone else. <laughs> you did know the Flash yeah. got his powers through getting struck by lightning, right? Yeah. Okay. But other yeah, than that, that I don't makes know. Sense. Yeah. I know, but other than him. I don't know. I mean, it's... <laughs> trying to think of more. It's a great point. I don't know. Did the Emperor get... Well, he just shoots lightning. So is is he a lightning storm or not? I mean, that's that's another debate for another <laughs> time. But well, welcome. Thanks for joining us here on The Real Brian Show. It's Friday. Yes. It's been Amen. ridiculously windy here this week and not normally windy at all because, you know, this is the time of year where we don't get wind. I mean, sometimes in the winter we get some crazy winds, but we haven't had anything like this in the entire calendar year of 2020. But violent no. storms this week. Wyoming got snow on what was it <laughs> Monday night. It's June, people. But yeah. yeah, the wind. Now, I know you were part of this lovely experience there captain tell us about it because you've even got some Barely. background on it yes oh yeah so first of all i went to school for meteorology for like three years in college I didn't and then i switched know that. And i switched to architecture yeah oh i love but, meteorology uh, that's cool man yeah but that was that was 20 years ago i don't remember most of what i learned especially all the calculus i have no recollection of any of that i, I do not how to know how to do integrals anymore and etc yeah. etc cetera, et cetera. And here I but, thought meteorology was just, you know, some mumbo oh, jumbo. You would believe <laughs> lot the calculus you have to learn to go to meteorology school. That, that's yeah, why I didn't go, because I hate math. It's so. crazy. Yeah. yeah. So what happened last Saturday 
was what's known as a derecho. It's D-E-R-E-C-H-O. You can look mm-hmm. it up. Okay. It's essentially, it is a, a long line of thunderstorms, usually associated with a front, that is accompanied by, it's at least like 500 miles long or, or longer, and it's accompanied by high damaging wind. Wow. And I was in Casper fly fishing at the time, getting struck by lightning. And I'll, and I'll elaborate on that story, by the way. It's not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> I said, why are you talking to us right now? And you're not stuttering after all. You're faking us? No, yeah, I, I, I'll elaborate. But back to the derecho, where we were in Casper, Wyoming, which is you know maybe central Wyoming, mm-hmm. we were kind of on the northern edge, sort of, of the derecho. And when it came through where we were just finishing up our fishing expedition, the winds were, the, the, front, the, the, the storm front winds were more like your average 40 to 50 mile an hour gusts. And then they died down and it was just a thunderstorm, like normal thunderstorm. But when we were headed home that evening, down, driving down to Fort Collins, we heard from a couple different people that that same storm system further south had just ripped through the front range of the Rockies with like 100 plus mile an hour winds. Yeah. And it, it damaged, I mean, there, there's branches down everywhere. Oh, yeah. People's, I mean, there's so much, there's all this like semi like a category three hurricane style damage that happened and and we found out after the fact that this derecho event was unique and that it's the first again this is what i've been told or what i read it's the first derecho event that has ever happened that actually formed west of the rocky mountains which is unusual in recorded history since we've been recording these events sure so for 150 200 years whatever so yeah, it's a first of its kind. It was interesting in that regard, but we, pers- me personally, I was not actually in the thick of it. I just got struck by lightning. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, and we, we were we were up in the mountains too. So like we saw the storm coming, and then it literally split to the north and the south of us, and it was oh, the wow. weirdest thing. It was literally like the parting of the clouds. It went around, and then I remember looking, you know, towards the front range, and I went, uh oh. <laughs> That does not look good. And then, yeah. of course, we heard the stories, and so we're texting all of our friends, and like, our, is our is our house okay? You know, are we? Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, thankfully, our area got semi spared. I, I mean, there's only one branch down here, mm-hmm. but I mean, I know we got hit with it. But I know that like yeah. just a couple of miles from, or even a mile only from us, I mean, people were just getting destroyed. So <laughs> it's just like, wow, what a crazy experience that we didn't yeah. get to experience. So oh well, I like storms. Yeah. I mean, I would storm chase tornadoes if I went with somebody who had some experience. I would totally do it. Like I, I just, oh, it's so fascinating to me. When I was in school for it at the University of Nebraska back in the late 90s, that's all I wanted to do was do storm chasing, but yeah. I never got a chance. And then by the time I might've got a chance, I switched majors. So, yeah. but now, now thunderstorms make me really nervous. Uh, oh. High winds freak me out so i could never storm chase now (laughs) i'm with you on wind i'm not a fan of wind wind has never been my friend and everybody on this show knows that but uh, you know storms i'm like ah i love storms they still fascinate me i just don't want to chase them yeah Yeah. i understand that well anyway glad all of us are safe i'm glad that even though you got struck by light wait so what happened you were were you fishing (laughs) and then like lightning struck you and then you're like i have the power or something like that. Oh, and, just like He-Man, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, so I posed, I did a He-Man pose and, and yeah, anyway, so the storm was coming in and it was right at the end of our fishing day and this is going to be a short story, folks, don't worry. And I had my fly rod, my graphite fly rod on, you know, sticking up into the sky, sitting with the butt of it, the reel on my leg. 
And I was just, I was just kind of casually sitting there waiting for our guide was, was moving, turning the boat around or something like that. And I wasn't actually in the water. And suddenly I started feeling these shocks through my, my rod into my leg. It started zapping me like zap, 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 like that. And I said, Hey, this thing's shocking me. And my guide went, Oh, okay. Yeah. Put your rod down. We're getting out of here. So that's shocking. Yeah, so the, the rod shocked me. That's how. Okay, that yeah. So well, you yes, know what? That's almost I didn't like actually getting get struck, struck by, by lightning, lightning, but not quite. Yeah. Except yeah. yeah no. So so it was conducting electricity from the atmosphere into my leg. And the funny thing is, we were we were really close to where you get out of the river. Right when we got out of the river, that storm hit. Wow. When we were getting out of the boat and walking towards the guide shack or whatever, the storm front hit and it started raining and thundering and lightning and yeah, we got out in the nick of time. So. Hmm. But it was a really good fishing trip. We caught a lot of great fish. So. Nice. And you got yeah. to eat them and cook them and everything else. So that's good. Nope. All catch and release. Oh, catch well, release. there you go. Yeah. So I did not know this about fly fishing. It shows how much I know. But I just learned right before this show that apparently you just catch, catch fish for fun. Yeah. A <laughs> oh. lot of people do. So, I mean, some people keep them. But I think yeah. that the majority of people who fly fish, especially for trout, let the, just, just do it for the sport. They do it to catch the fish. And they often use barbless hooks that... The, the hooks That's attached to these flies are tiny. You would not believe you could catch a big fish on these things. They're tiny little hooks and they don't have a barb. So, well, without the barb, how do you keep the fish on the line? You keep tension on the line. Hmm. And those trout, man, they, when they, first of all, they, they take your line and you pull up back on it. And it's really easy to set the hook with those things. And then they just run with it and you have to let them run with it or else you might lose them quick. And then they jump fly out of the water and, Flop all around in the air. It's beautiful. It's just, it's a really exciting thing. And then you're fighting them for like five minutes yeah. just to get them to the to the boat. They they get the net in the water. They pick the fish up with the net. You get your hands wet. You pick up the fish, take a picture, and let it back in the water. <laughs> interesting. That's cool. Yeah, it so was much. a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got a chance to do some fishing on a float plane. In fact, I was flying the float plane, landed it, and I got out and I stood on the wing and did some fishing. In Far Cry 5, by the way, the video game. I was going to say. Yeah, it it was so much fun. And uh, yeah, I'm going to, I actually, we we did get a chance to go on a float plane in Alaska a few years ago and it was very, very similar, you know, just, just fun. But we'll talk about that and a couple of other, you know, fun games and a TV show and all that a little later on. Because yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. There's something about fishing that's very peaceful, but I'm not one of those people that can just sit there for days on end or, you know, like people go and they're there for eight to 10 hours straight every weekend. I don't know, man. That's just... But yeah, I mean, hey, what, more power to them. One thing about fishing that I find interesting for me personally, and I think other people have this same experience, is that when I'm not fishing, like right now, if I, if I imagine it, I can imagine exactly what it feels like to be fighting a fish on the hook. Interesting. I can just close my eyes. Or I don't even have to close my eyes. I can just, I can just experience it whenever I want. That's kind of cool. So yeah, it's, it's one of those weird things that it's, just as an example, most people who learned how to ride a bicycle, which I think is most of us, just imagine if they, if they concentrate on it just a little bit, you can imagine what it feels like to balance on a bicycle going down the sidewalk or street or sure. whatever, right? Yeah, same thing. So Nice. But it's more fun. <laughs> yeah, I like biking, well, but yeah, yeah so it's well, awesome. Well, well, I'm glad you had a good time. Glad you actually did not get struck by lightning. Almost. Yeah. And didn't blow away either. That's the other thing too. Light people. In fact, (laughs) not even just light people, but I'm going to say average weight people were even having a hard time staying on the ground. 
during that storm and other storms this week. Crazy. Crazy. That would have been fun. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting here baking in the heat. So, <laughs> Well, we're supposed to get it. In fact, yeah, like this whole weekend, I think is supposed to be like in the high 90s here. So oh, thanks. Yeah. It's Colorado. You know, we don't want a high. Well, it's whatever. It's what it is. All right. So we got a lot of fun stuff coming up, but we do need to kind of talk about this, you know, because it's going on. People are thinking about it. And people are probably trying to figure out, hey, how do we think about it or or what's the best way to, you know, approach this or respond or whatever. So we had really fun last week. It's not like last week was a fun topic by any means, but I really enjoy having conversations like we did last week to kind of try to come to a healthy response regardless of what we believe. Yeah. And so same kind of thing this week. Obviously, there's more going on a lot going on with, with the police forces and, you know, people are wanting to defund the police force and of course, holding them accountable and moving them out of social work type activities and stuff like that. So, Mm. you know, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot of good intention. And of course we can all jump in on this as far as like what they're actually doing, but I know like holding police accountable is a really good thing. They should be right. They, some have done things they should never have been allowed to do. Of course, something's always going to slip through the cracks anywhere, but they shouldn't be allowed to be doing that kind of stuff and, or they should be, you know, heavily disciplined for that kind of thing. Obviously the ones um, that are doing it. Exactly. And I think part of the problem is also where like we've been funneling far too much money into police at this point. Like for example, in Los Angeles County, we give $1.8 billion to our police force, but only spend like $81 million on housing initiatives. Whereas mm. we like crime would probably would be greatly decreased if you could house the homeless, if you could house people who are too poor to actually stay in their homes because of the cost of housing going sky high nowadays. So there's all these, basically the police have become this de facto take care of all the ills of society if we can't properly take care of them now. And I think that's yeah. where people are come from when they're saying defund the police and reinvest those monies into infrastructural solutions that can actually create more crime-free, better functioning society. I think that's like at the end of the day, what they're trying to go for. But unfortunately, a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of miscommunication, a lot of misinterpretation of what is actually going on. And, you know, here it sounds like in different parts of the nation, there are obviously different things that are being asked for to, to happen. Yeah, um, and I and I just want to clear. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Mango. I just want to clarify one thing to the listeners: is that we're this discussion is not going to be anti-police. That not at all. This is going. To, we talked about this at length before the show, and it's definitely a very balanced viewpoint that the three of us have always. And it's it's going to be a very logical, common sense within the within the amount of inf- information we know. Just basically discussing what's going on and and what we think is right or wrong and right. yeah mm-hmm. yeah but we're not anti-police i just want to make right. sure everyone oh, understands yeah. that yeah 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 no i think i'm just saying that it's unfair for us to expect the police to solve homelessness to solve mental health problems to solve domestic violence when like they don't necessarily have training in these things and there's obviously people who are better suited to do these things because they're trained to do it help support our police force and support the our social like provisions that we give to everyone, then it would like end up having a better outcome for everyone. Yeah. So having them again, held accountable, doing the work that they're trained and qualified to do and not work. They're not trained and qualified to do. And then like you were talking about building around that community infrastructure to help support all factors of having a healthy and safe city or community, wherever you're at. And unfortunately, yeah, there is miscommunication, but then there are also people 
including senators in various states. In fact, here in Colorado, they're trying to do some stuff that's not the right answer. Like there are people that are saying we need to defund the entire police force, like fully and completely get them out of there. We don't want police at all. Well, and obviously that's when you not say right defund, answer. you mean you mean eliminate the police force exactly. in certain communities. Yeah, yeah, like taking all the money away so that they can't even do it. Well, that's not the right answer, right? Allocating it in the right place is, of yes. course, and then this is something that's they're, they're trying to pass in Colorado, and I'm sure other areas too, but in the spirit of holding them accountable, they're trying to push and pass to put the individual policeman or policewoman's personal assets at risk. So like if they do something wrong, they can get personally sued. And so like they can lose their homes or they can, you know, just which doesn't even make any sense because that's their job versus their personal life. So again, that's not the right right answer. That's, that's harming them and or their families. So really anything of course that can hurt the individual cop and his or her family obviously is not the right answer. So I think there's a lot of that going on, unfortunately whether so it's miscommunication co- or whether it's actually happening. And in our case, it's actually happening. Right. So the interesting, there's actually an interesting conversation about dis completely disbanding police, police departments and rebuilding them again. It's actually been done in a couple places. One of them was in, I think in New Jersey, but the idea being that if it's like such a corrupt police department and they've tried multiple different ways of reforming the department, then they will just completely disband so that they can circumvent the police union. That's part of that particular police group mm-hmm. and then yeah. rebuild from the ground up with like non-corrupt police officers and be able yeah. to rehire. That's and good. this goes into the conversation of like police unions as well, being very bad actors in this game. Now I myself belong to part of a union. I'm very pro union for many reasons. One of them being that I feel that large corporations end up having too much power over regular working people. And there's been so much inequities that at least unions sort of help balance that out. Yeah. But even within the union sphere, Many unionized workers believe that particularly police unions are bad actors. And the way, reason why we say this is because they're the ones protecting bad police who do things that they're not supposed to be doing to the point where it's like just overwhelmingly like everyone could all agree that like they should not this particular police officer who did bad should not be protected in such a way i think for example with the police in buffalo that like pushed over the 75 year old man who ended up having a skull fracture and was bleeding from his head and then when those two people were like put on leave then 57 other officers resigned from their posts on that emergency response team because because of the union basically wow yeah. So there are very bad actors in the in the union sphere when it comes to police. And I think that one solution that I've heard actually is just how like doctors have personal liability insurance when we make a mistake or something like that and our patients sue us, we have to pay out with our liability insurance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Police officers should also have liability insurance, totally. but I think that it should be paid out by the union in order to then incentivize unions to police themselves better yeah. and to ensure That's, that their yeah. police are like better actors as well. Um, So that is like one way that we could reform that system. Yeah. That's just a a thought I have out there. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's really good. And on the surface, that makes perfect sense. That makes logical, reasonable sense. Now, to be perfectly fair, we three don't really know how those things work, but on the surface, what you just said makes 100% sense, and I agree with you. So, yeah. You know, My only caveat is that we don't have all the facts, but yeah. Well, true. And in fact, two things. One is that, you know, we talked about my, my cousin Zeb, who's a detective last week, 
And yeah. he's actually agreed to come on the show. Hopefully we can get him on soon. You know, I wanted to have yes. him on for totally different reasons, but it might be kind of cool to have him on as a perspective from a good person who is a good policeman um, yes, and can really sure. provide a nice perspective from there. And then, of course, we can discuss it and talk and get more educated on it, which I, I think is important. It's such a polarizing topic, unfortunately, like so many topics are these days. Yeah, it's totally. so polarizing that it's important to be reminded directly by someone who is a good seed in that, in that organization. Mm-hmm. There are lots of good cops out there. There are lots of good cops out totally. there. Totally. Or at least cops that are not misbehaving. And so. this is the other thing too, is like locally, you know, we've had some less than ideal police chiefs in our time. I'm, I'm trying to be, mm-hmm. you know, politically correct here, PR, <laughs> PR based, but, and things happen, things happen. And, and some of their, their police force did things that shouldn't have happened. So right. now we have a new chief and the new chief is fantastic. And Good. I mean, at some point, I don't know if we talked about this last week or if it's just been in conversation, but of course there's that, there's that typical, it starts with the leadership and then it goes down from there. And so it kind of like you were talking about with the unions, Anna, that it's like, if they can get away with something because the unions are going to protect them, then why would they stop doing the bad things? And so our chief has done some phenomenal stuff even before this all started because he's been here a while now. So all of this, you know, he got rid of certain cops that were not where they needed to be and not doing the right thing. And, you know, of course, with all this, it's like, you know, I actually do trust our local police force now a lot more than I used to because of what they're doing and what the leadership is doing and everything else. And so, yes. So part of it is having, like you were talking about good character representing, like here's a, here's somebody who's actually representing it. Well, having good leadership. I mean, that's essential. And then of course I like what you were talking about, Anna, about, you know, for those that are represented by the unions that they're held accountable as well to hold their unionese to the highest standards. And I think that's really what it has to come down to. And then of course we who are, as you mentioned, captain, not involved in the details and don't have all the facts. We need to have a balanced viewpoint as well. Right. Yes. Accountability, the correct training, minimizing the risk and of course minimizing bad actions by bad cops and stuff of course like that's that's so important but we should not be exacting revenge on good people who didn't even do anything at all no and and especially didn't do anything wrong revenge on the police as a general concept is obviously unintelligent and wrong yes and people are doing that sadly but that is the mark of a uh, let's just be honest a stupid person Well, the poop and the ice cream. It yeah, exactly. always comes down to that, right? I, I know I say that way too often. I apologize, everybody. No, no, it's but good. It's, it's so applicable to so many things. Yeah. In sociology. So, yes. Any further thoughts, Mango, that you would like to recommend we do and, you know, how we respond? I, I think that the most important thing that all of this has shown us is just how important civic engagement is. Yeah. Whether that be going on the streets and protesting, and creating change that way, or just the easiest thing that I think everybody can do, regardless of your political affiliation, is just register to vote and actually vote. Yeah, like that true. is that is your right as a citizen, and don't throw that right away. And yeah. now of all times has proven to us that our, who our leaders are makes a huge difference. Totally. Because they are the ones to inspire us to be better, or they're the ones to permissively let bad things happen. Yeah. I just urge all of you guys, you know, go online, figure out if you're a voter. If you're not, sign up to be one and or start like requesting your absentee ballots now. Yeah. I have been a mail-in voter for the last five, six years. 
because it's just frankly easier for me because I'm always working when mm-hmm. voting day happens. Yeah. Right. But like, I know that I can vote and make my voice be heard by sending in those votes. And now yeah. of all times with COVID happening, and I promise you it's not going to be quote, safer by the time November rolls around. So do your diligence, get your absentee ballots, vote early, vote often. Yeah. And of course, yeah. do what we're Good doing message. here on the show, which is to talk about it. Try to come to a balanced viewpoint. Yeah, intelligent, non, you know, angry, threatening conversations, which some people yeah. have, you know. And then try to keep the emotion out of it. That's yeah. the key. And remember that you're dealing regardless of what's going on and I mean anything, you're dealing with human beings. So, you know, remember that bad people are doing bad things, but then there are good people that are doing good things and let's not and again, this this goes back to let's not have that revenge on others and let's not treat other people horribly because they are human beings too. So, Remember it from that standpoint. Like you said, Anna, get out and let your voice be heard. Vote, start a podcast. I don't care, whatever. (laughs) Talk to your friends, have a good time. All right, so we have some games and, you know, like I said, a TV show we want to talk about, but we've all been, I mean, you know, we're, we're kind of stuck in, so we can't go out and do the things we normally do. So we've been doing a lot of gaming and we talked about that, but Mango, I know you've had some games. What are you up to? Recently, I've gotten into GTA Online. I know that Captain, you talked about GTA 5, like, single player yeah. on yourself mode oh, but yeah. now like so truthfully i only play games for like the social play of my friends aspect yeah uh, yes. mostly me too because it's just i don't have too much time so that's what's important to me so we worked did online full disclosure i also got like the premium pack because that was what was being given away so i got like a million dollars off of that which is fantastic <laughs> okay. yeah. it's fun but it's like takes you five thousand minutes to get onto the online servers. Oh, weird. The way that oh, it's really? set up. Yeah. The way that it's set up is like you go online, you wait a long time because it's who knows why it takes so long. And then like you get stuck into a random server that sometimes may just have you in it, sometimes kind of up to like 20, 30 people on it. Uh-huh. And it's like basically like mini LA and anybody on it can kill each other. Whoop de doo. I don't like that. I usually go and try to find like a hidden server. And the way that you do that is you just like try to find another gaming session. And then that's like more waiting, more waiting, more waiting. Yeah. So there's a lot of waiting with the online situation. Interesting. But it's nice that you can play with your friends. So you can do heists, you can do missions, you can do races. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. And you can like, you can have your friends be in a gang with you. So we're in the Muppets Christmas Carol um, <laughs> gang awesome. or crew. Sorry. Oh, uh, I'll be Beaker. Uh, yeah. You can be part of our crew me, too. Me, me, you know, join. Me, 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 me. Yeah. I'll that's us. Animal. Exactly. Um, and then we can like race with each other and races can up to like 16 people or even 32, depending on like oh, wow. what kind of cool. game it is. And there's a bunch of different mini games too. There's nice. like also tennis and there's, there's like arm wrestling. There's huh. just a variety That's of different hilarious. things you can do on it. So yeah, if you can no get, idea. yeah, if you can get over how terrible the UI sometimes can be too, cause you're like, I don't know what I'm doing here yeah. and how to like, get your friends in games with you that takes a little bit of time but like you know it's like one night of oh my goodness what's going on googling furiously to figure out what the ui is trying to make me do um once you get over that it's actually quite fun so so i'm enjoying it how many people Mm -hmm. can play at the same time with oh like unlimited number right because these are just like the servers well the servers i think have approximately 20 to 30 people on it that i've seen at most at once and then like particular missions, typically it's like four player missions, okay. but then you also have races that you can do like up to 16 people. Oh, and you can have all so your friends awesome. in there race against each other. But 
But Mango, have you been able to get like multiple people of your friends on the same server to do stuff together? Yeah. So the way you, it's not like Sea of Thieves where that's impossible and you can't, right? And that drives me nuts. This kind of feels like a better version of Sea of Thieves in so much as like in Sea of Thieves, you feel like you'd never accrue anything except for like getting some money to be able to buy nice veneers of things. Yeah. Right. GTA Online, you actually, yeah. yeah, cosmetics. GTA, you actually like get to accrue businesses and accrue cars and like accrue cash. So that's nice. Yeah. And you can just like click on your friend and your friends list and say, join their game session. So as long as there's there's enough space on their server, which I said, I think it's up to 20 people, then you can join their server and then you all can play with each other. And then also within the server, like you can be a CEO and like own a business and own a warehouse and you'll have to do like warehouse runs. And Uh. like (laughs) when you're doing your warehouse runs, you'll be alerted to the server that you have cargo in you and that people can come attack you and kill you to steal your cargo and steal your money. So oh, I'll be it's kind of like a little scary because people will like come after you unless you have yeah. all your friends on your server then they can just attack all the people. Who Interesting. Yeah, that's, so I, I, so I have no fun. idea it was that diverse. I no didn't idea. either. Yeah. And if you already have the base game, you don't have to like pay extra for it. It's just yeah. online. Well, we that's downloaded uh, GTA 5, which is part of it. Yeah, we downloaded that. Oh, I, I didn't download it, yeah, but I got I, it when it was free. So I yeah. have it. I just need to install Most it. Most of our game oh, night good. group got it at least. Yeah. Oh, good. Yet, oh my gosh. We should all play awesome. together then. Okay. Yeah. Do it. All Do right. it. Oh, also, I would, if you got it with like the free Epic Games situation, yes. you should log it, make your character now, log in now, and then it'll take like a week for your million dollars to come into your account. Okay. So you should like just do it now so you have it by the time you play with your friends. I'm yeah, totally doing I it. Had it. Since I had it before the Epic uh, giveaway. Oh. I'm going to be the poor man in the group, so oh. I'm going to move off you guys. Suck. Oh. Can I borrow $10,000? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the I'll nice thing with the Epic sell, Pack man. is you also get a ton of cars too, so I have like 11 oh. or 12 free cars. Oh. You have like a free bunker this and a free so motorcycle club and a free CEO situation. So yeah, it really sucks for people who actually bought it before, yeah. <laughs> before the free game. <laughs> All right, I'm totally That's basically in. what I'm trying to say. I'm totally in. Now, will you play Sea of Thieves with us, though, even once in a while, though? Absolutely play Sea of Thieves with you guys. But again, we can't join each other's servers. Well, but we all get on a boat together, and there's four of us, at least. You'd be part of a four-man crew with us, but yeah, yeah, Yeah. we we can play that by ear. I tried to get on last week, and the boat was full, and there was only four people playing, and I was the fifth man, and I didn't get to play, and I was bummed, and I was like, oh, I just need one more person, and I could get on a sloop at least, but... Yeah. You can just, yeah. just ping me next time. I'll play with you. And I'll, I'll always be at least two of us because I have like a very oh, reliable nice. two or three other people I always game with. Yeah. So you know, oh, good. Awesome. Forward. Okay, good. Yeah. But the problem with Sea of Thieves is I'm like too trusting. And like the first time we met another <laughs> group of people, they were like, oh, yeah, join our crew. It'd be great. No, no like, never. <laughs> Don't do and that. Never. Okay, we put up a white flag. And then they like bombed us to hell. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you see <laughs> another player ship, you attack first and, you know, apologize it's later. So Um, But I am proud to say I have like the black outfit situation from people who like bought it when it was at its infancy. So I have that like special black, all black sea dogs gear. Getting people who bought it at the beginning. Okay. I got to see that. I've never seen it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know what? Here's my uh, excuse for the it's toxic and attacking others because I was the same way. I started the game and I'm like, no, I want to be nice. And I was always getting ganked and destroyed and, but then somebody, I don't remember who it was, brought up a really good point. This is a pirate game. You're playing a pirate. Pirates aren't nice. Right. And I went, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you like have to approach it with the right attitude. Yeah. Plunder and pillage. <laughs> right. Yeah. Part well, is antithesis to who I am. That's probably why I'm enjoying GTA more, yeah, well, and I'm just like too. zooming through the streets yeah. instead. I know. Although me too. I've been having a lot of fun shooting people in the head, and I feel oh. like that's a reflection of how frustrated I am in the real world right now. So you are a pirate. <laughs> So at least, at least you admit it, and that's the first step to overcoming it. Maybe. You know, so, yeah. fully recognize it. Now, are you shooting people in the back? In GTA, I'm shooting them however I can get to them. Okay, I was going to say because pirates should true pirates shoot each other facing them. Oh no, I, I like to shoot with a sniper rifle. So I okay. guess well, I am yeah, that I like, way. I like a snipers coward. too. <laughs> Speaking of uh, snipers and vehicles and all kinds of fun things, I've been playing Far Cry Five, which was Ooh, do tell big sale. You know, the ten dollar off, so it was like five bucks. You know. Well, we were kind of, and what's cool about it is this one's actually co-op with another player, which of okay. course, huge fan of that. So got it, was very excited. And, you know, we're just thinking, well, you know, we'll see. It's only five bucks. So if it's not that good, you didn't really lose anything. Right. Oh my gosh. I got my money's worth in like the first hour of gameplay. It was so good. And, oh, I mean, it's exciting. So I got the DLC one too. So it was like a couple bucks more, but what's the premise of that game? Okay, so Far Cry 5 specifically is that there's this crazy cult in Montana that mm-hmm. kind of loses it and goes crazy and is, I don't know if they're poisoning people, but they're basically, they're putting it in the water. It's this, in fact, you know, our, our friend Johnny Pistolshot is a horticulturalist. So, so I thought you were going to say is in a crazy cult. He is. A, yes, people. he's also in a crazy cult, but no, <laughs> he, he's a horticulturalist and it's so funny. He gets on and, and it's right before he and I were able to join each other and he just starts laughing and just, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I'm like, what? He's like, the plants here are actually native to this area of Montana. This is so <laughs> accurate. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, well, then he talks about this certain flower that's actually featured in the game. And I couldn't tell you what it's called, actually, because I'm not a horticulturalist. And he's talking about how this flower is actually produces, you know, if you were to get near it, it does produce a hallucinogenic effect. And of course, too much of the flower will kill you. And we find out in the game that this flower is what they're using to create hallucinations and to basically mind control the people in this cult. So you're a, what are you, a sheriff, I think, Uh, one of the, the deputies of the sheriff's department and you're up there and you're, you're trying to free these innocent civilians and stuff. And so that's kind of the premise. And but it's not a post-apocalyptic game or anything. No, like no, that? no, it's, it's like modern okay. day, normal. Everything's fine. <laughs> you're tired of post-apocalyptic I, I'm, games. I'm, I'm not I'm playing here. post-apocalyptic oh, no, no. games. I can't stand them right now. For some reason, I thought the Far Cry series was a post-apocalyptic series. Well, I, I was, I don't know why I thought that. Each of them is a little different as far as what is happening. Okay. So this one is like modern day, you know, normal, everything's fine. The world's fine. And it's just that there's this cult in Montana and it's, it's gorgeous scenery, but you know, you get to drive cars, you get to fly helicopters, float planes. I don't know. There's all kinds of fun things you get to do. And then of course you get to customize your, your outfits and guns and everything like that. Well, so I have the DLCs and the DLCs are one is like a Vietnam one. So you actually go back to the Vietnam war. Um, oh, and the weird. other one is like on Mars, which I thought was hilarious. Oh, really? And then there's a zombie one, which I have no interest in. I'm tired of zombies, yeah, but I'm the, so uh, sick of zombies. I know the Mars one. So in there you have like, it, it's a, it's an alien gun that is, I don't know what it is. A laser phaser disruptor. One of those, right? Well, I'm like, I'm going to equip this. <laughs> it, it actually vaporizes enemies. <laughs> And John, well, yeah, of Johnny's course. like, okay, that's a little, a little overpowered, man. A little, a little too OP. <laughs> like <laughs> vaporizing enemies is always the right answer. Totally, it's humane. It's so much more fun. 
<laughs> but that's where I had that experience of flying a float plane, landing in a lake and then fishing, which was like, this is so cool. It's peaceful. And oh, yeah. then Johnny got attacked by a, like a grizzly or something. A trout. Oh, no, it was okay. a grizzly. Uh, but we caught, you know, we caught some, Killer some trout in the game. Is that what you're trying to success? <laughs> There's some big trout in there. Oh my gosh. He caught a 13 and a half pound trout actually. So it's pretty cool. But yeah, Crazy. so it, it's a fun, fun game. Totally excited. The music's beautiful in it. They just, they did a really, really good job with the game. I'm, I'm highly impressed. I've never played any of the Far Cry games before at all. So yeah, me neither. I mean. Well, now I'm, now I'm sad I missed the sale. I, well, yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, yeah it's like $60 on Steam. That's oh, yeah. It ended yesterday, didn't it? Oh, my gosh. That's it'll, it'll Everything will go on sale again. Don't worry. Yeah, don't you worry. Yeah. Don't you worry. One day. Yeah. One yeah. day. One, so one of my friends bought stickers for, I forgot what game, but really, really big, well-known game. And he bought stickers for Steam like way back for like a dollar a piece or something. And now he has, now the stickers are worth like $1,200. Oh, my gosh. So he what? Just like sells, he just like sells one off and then has a bunch of money for us to like play games with. That's awesome. So yeah, I, I, I never understood how, how that whole sticker thing worked with Steam. I don't, I don't, I don't either. I just know yeah. it's free games. That's all I know. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, I have to look into that. So another game that I've been playing a lot, which, you know, I've mentioned here that I like Magic the Gathering, you know, and I'd never played before until not even a year ago. It's been like probably six, right. seven months or whatever. Wait, did you play MTG, like the card one? Because I know that there's yeah. the online one that I think well, we're talking about. But did you play the cards? Both. I'd never played yeah. anything at all involving magic until August of last year. Oh, my heart. Ow. Oh. Yeah. Well, I just, I just <laughs> never got into it. It was so funny. And then my friend, you know, said, Hey, we've been playing, you know, Sith master J by the way. Hello. He's like, yeah, we've been playing magic. And I'm like, Oh dude, I'll, I'll play with you. I love new games. And you know, I've always wanted to try that game out. And so had a lot of fun. And of course we still play paper magic. And I talked about it on the couple of episodes ago about how we're using our webcams to point down, you know, on our tables. And so, yeah, we're playing actual paper magic during the quarantine. Right. So it's been kind of fun. Yeah. Well, that's what we call it because then there's online magic. So yeah. Anyway, yes. MTG arena is the online version. Does it translate pretty well to the paper version? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, It, it really is. And that's what I love about it is that it is extremely well done. And the cool part about it is of course, it's much more fast paced. So like if you're, playing cards where your creatures ramp up in damage and, you know, defense, or if you're, you know, having to flip coins to see if you get additional creatures, that's very time consuming with paper magic and all that. Right. But in the game, it's just super fast. So it's really fun. Yeah. So the one thing is I I think it's just such a great game and I love playing it. I love having a good time, but the matching is not fair because, Uh you know, as a relative noob to this game, I don't have that many cards in the game and you actually, accumulate cards by winning and by doing your dailies. So like they have certain quests that, you know, play certain so many amount of creatures, whatever. Right. And then or by spending money on cards. Well, so I'm saying virtual, if, if, you, if you do it free, then you can accrue packs of cards, Okay, but you have to complete dailies and then you have to win. So if you don't ever win, then you do not accrue experience and or cards. Yes. And then of course you can spend real money on buying virtual cards. The th- and that's what I'm saying is so like as a newer person who doesn't have all of that and doesn't have as powerful of decks yet, you get paired up against people who were around since the beta of the game or even the alpha and they're super good and they've got every card because they've spent thousands of dollars, you know, and they're just like going crazy. And I mean, you just get obliterated in like two turns and it's right, just kind of right. like, okay, they, they need to work on the matching and what they should do is they should make me 
too sad to play because I want to play, but that makes me sad. Now. <laughs> well, well, but hold okay, on. What is your solution? Yeah, well, hold on though. I, my solution is that they, because right now they have mastery level ranks every time they release a new set. So what they should do is they should take in mind all of the mastery level ranks that you got, accumulate those over time and say, okay, this person is this total level and this person's this total level. Let's pair the lower levels up against the lower levels and the higher levels up against the higher levels and stuff like that. Just because, You mean like every other game? <laughs> well, I mean, just in general, like you're yeah. only matched up against the lower players and yeah. so on. I mean, I don't know how logistic yeah. that would be as far as from an algorithm programming standpoint, but I'm just saying that it would be great if they could do something like that because then, you know, the games would be closer and you'd be able to, to go for it. But I guess the good thing is, is that I'm starting, I mean, I am learning what some of these really advanced players are doing. And so then I'm saying, okay, let me tweak my deck a little bit to see if I can counter some of that stuff. Or, you know, as you accrue packs, you get wild cards and which of course can be spent on whatever you need. And of course, you know, you get limited wild cards. So it's not like you can just go crazy. I mean, eventually you can actually get to a point where you can compete and have a really good time. And there are some decks that I have copy. So, the, oh, by the way, this is cool. If you see a deck you like, somebody can share it with you and then you can import oh, it yeah. into your own deck stuff. And whether or not you have the cards, it's going to show the cards that are in that deck and then it'll show you the ones you have and it'll show you the ones you don't have. Oh. And then that's what I'm saying. You can fill those in either by buying packs and or using your wild cards, okay. which is really cool. So I've done that with a couple packs. I've played for, well, like since August. And so um, I have a couple packs, a couple decks that is that are actually pretty powerful. And so I can win games with those. And so I'm not entirely stupid and noobed and all that, but it is, <laughs> it's so much fun. I mean, I really have a good time with it. And so I, I highly recommend that, you know, if you like magic, it's totally worth getting into, but you know, realize you're going to lose a lot of games at first, but you know, if you can win, then you can get more experience. You can level up, you can get more cards, you can have a good time. But if you're just going in on a big losing streak and you don't win, well, you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> play. If you play, then you and I can do direct matches too. We can have some fun. Oh, and then I'll just continuously lose. No, because I will great. play fairly. I'll say, okay, what, what decks do you have? And okay, I'll play a deck that's equally balanced. And I like good close games. I don't like obliterating people. Wait, okay. so you can choose your opponent. If you have a friend who wants to play with you it, online, it's called you a direct choose. challenge. And then you, okay. you put in their gamer tag. And okay. the, the downside of that is that winning winning against your, your direct challenge opponent does not count towards your wins. Right. Uh, sucks. Yeah. Okay. It okay. does. Well, that's, count. that's important. Yeah. yeah. So like you're not going to level up and get more packs by doing direct challenges, but that's an opportunity to have fun with friends. Okay. So it's okay. really cool. Yeah. Well, cool. I'll think about it. I'll do think about do it. you play paper magic? Anna? Uh, I used to. Mm -hmm. I have way too many decks. Unfortunately, by the wayside, as I have been playing my other games, but sure. I have plenty of dueling decks. Do you have um, but any... Speaking do you have any interest, though, in joining us on webcam paper magic at some point? Mm, we could I'll do four players. That would be fun. Oh, oh, come on. <laughs> I have to go find my favorite decks right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't worry, though. We only show our, our hands and our, our tables. We don't show ourselves. <laughs> oh, Oh, but so, my, my face is the best part. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Am I? I'll never know. Yeah. 
the problem was I just couldn't find people to play with. And so then yeah. I migrated to other like board games. Actually, this weekend I was hanging out with my family and one of our cousins who's living with us. And we are playing the game Smash Up, which is like a bunch of cards as well. And you like smash up different decks in order to create decks to play against each other. It's like, you know, a little bit of magic-y for newbies who maybe aren't totally into that realm yet. So you're able to like induct my cousin into it. But it's a really fun game. You also look into it. If you like card games that battle, it's a pretty good one. Nice. Um, and it's nice to like indu- induct people of different gaming levels to play. Cool. My little plug for Smash Up. That um, is cool. Yeah. Speaking of magic, is that magic did a, well, the, the Wizards of the Coast, right? They they put together a new, it's in alpha. It's in closed alpha secret. So I can't talk much about it, but I got invited <laughs> to do an alpha test with them for their new game called Magic Legends, which is a, really. I don't know if it's going to be an MMO or not. They said it was, but <laughs> I have seen no other players anywhere. So it's, it's very Diablo-like in the sense of that your camera is looking down upon your player and everything else around you. I mean, literally, it's just like going around and fighting, you know, any kind of yeah. RPG or anything like that, yeah, right? Yeah. But your skills are you build your own deck. You customize your deck and that gives you the skills that you can actually use and then they kind of rotate based on your mana, which I was like, this is kind of cool, actually. That's funny that they, like, they're working on this just while Microsoft was working on their Minecraft RPG. Like all these yeah. RPGs are coming out. Uh. Now, here's, <laughs> here's the downside I'm going to say about any of these kind of RPGs is that there's nothing new. And I wish somebody would create something that's revolutionary and a little bit new and like, oh my gosh, I've never seen this before. Let's talk Space Force. I've only watched episode one, so that's as far as I've gotten, but I know you enjoyed the show. And Caffeinatrix, if you guys remember her from, gosh, that was last year already. Uh, Where's she been? Well, you know, she's been in school doing stuff, super busy. (laughs) She's on a, uh, what they call a trimester schedule where they get like a couple weeks off at a time and that's it. And then they're just basically in school all year long. But so she's been kind of crazy and yeah, I've been like, you got to get back on the show, but she was texting about shows she was watching and I told her about the good place and she's like, oh, I love the show now. So, but she was saying, have you watched Space Force? And I said, well, no, Mango just recommended it. And so she loves it. I watched episode one yeah. and, yeah. Uh, but you've seen the whole show, right? No, I've seen like two or three episodes. Oh, okay. I mean to watch the rest of it. I've just been like slowly watching it. So what did yeah. you think um, of episode one? Let's at least just talk about that. I mean, Jimmy Yang and the scientists all mm-hmm. spoke to me. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> the scientists yeah. going, no, no, that's how, not how any of this works. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Just really felt very familiar to me. <laughs> Interesting. What did you Otherwise, think of that conversation really though, where they're talking about that, you know, because the scientists are, they're super oh. data driven. And so they're, they're not risk takers. And so, you know, is that a good, he's yeah. carrying the umbrella. Like, is that, is that true? I mean, you know, I, I understand where many scientists do. Yeah, we want to trust the data. Sure. I don't know. I felt like it was very much a TV moment. But that's th- what it's I was true. wondering. That's, that's why you have people who make decisions and yeah. they aren't necessarily the scientists, but they sometimes can be both. Yeah. There could be argument that we could maybe make better decisions if scientists were in charge. But of course, that's coming from a scientist. So of course, really the biggest enjoyment that I've had from all of this is that because Netflix came out with this show before the U.S. government actually came out with an actual Space Force, mm-hmm. although the U.S. government filed for a trademark for Space Force because the U.S. is a first use 
country, which means that whoever, like, even though, even if you filed for trademark first, if somebody else used it first in the actual way, they will get the licensing for it. So oh. Netflix will have the licensing to Space Force over the U.S. government. Mm, and wow. Netflix also trademarked Space Force in like a bunch of other countries That's that awesome. are uh, that are first trade <laughs> countries. Interesting. So, uh, so hilarious. I don't know what's gonna happen, but it just kind of made my day. I found out today that like Netflix has the actual licensing to Space Force. Yeah. Wait, now, remind us what's the premise of the show again? So the premise of the show is basically what if the U.S. government started a space force. So literally, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> literally they're using it in the way that it was intended. Yeah. And um, is it a comedy? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, kind of a mockery made, too. Steve. Yeah. Steve Car- Carell's in it. Okay. okay, um, okay. And like the makers of the me. office. So Got it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's very awesome. much that kind of yeah, show. And, and you mentioned this last time we talked about it. I just wanted a refresher because I still haven't watched it. So yeah. I mean, it's free on Netflix. You also watch it. It's really mm-hmm. just, what would happen if it was an actual official branch of the U.S. military? Yeah. And they make fun of some actual legislators we know. Like, I think one person was supposed to be AOC and somebody else was supposed to, supposed to be Nancy Pelosi. So it's kind of funny. That, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. They poke fun at like people of all yeah. political spectrum. It's a great show. It is. It's fun. And I think they did a really good job with it. And Steve Carell is the perfect actor. I don't know if I like his character yet. I'm not sure we're supposed yeah. to, so we'll see. But it's it is funny. <laughs> it's well done. It does. Yeah. I mean, it does have a very mockery standpoint, so it is fun to watch. Totally worth it. Without giving it too much away, guys. Yeah. Just just watch it. Enjoy it. Yeah. Let us know what you think of it. Yeah. There you go. We'll come back, you know, as we watch a few more episodes. Like, hey, okay, oh, that yeah. was that was good. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, you popped that out. That was great. I have not heard that in a while. Well, that was fun. Thank you, Mango, once again for joining us. Really appreciate it. Always love to be here. I just get oh. so excited when I know you're going to come on. So I'm like, <laughs> I just make my day. You're so sweet. Yeah, I know. It's great. Well, I really appreciate it. And uh, Captain, thank you, by the way, for joining us on your phone oh. because, you know, yeah. you're, you're not at home in your studio right now. So I don't, I don't have my setup right now, but the phone discord, I think, is working fine. It so, worked yeah. great. I know. We would have never good. known. Yeah. Wonderful. And I wish you could be in studio with me right now. I really do. I know. I, I wouldn't be able to find you, though. I, I always get lost in there, dude. Come on. Well, we could have done social distancing here just because of how far apart this. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I, just, I don't know why yeah. I was thinking. I don't know. I know. All right. Well, Whatever. show notes, as you know, can go over to realbryanshow.com slash 234. And thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. We've got to end the week right. There's no other way to end the week than with deep thoughts with Captain Influence. <laughs> A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, unless the bird in your hand is made of gold. I don't know if I would even bother looking at the bush then. Well, you know what the music means. What does it mean, Brian? You know, I actually, that's a great question that maybe someday we should sit down and answer because I don't have a clue. Yeah, let's meditate on that for a while. Okay, let's all meditate on that. We'll think real hard about it. Yeah. No, I mean, not right now. Oh, sorry. Not later. right now. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Well, have a great, <laughs> someday, someday. great week. This is The Real Brian Show. We are signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.